Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is Dennis, and I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today meditation reading for February 2nd, Goodwill. Goodwill is best exemplified in service. Proper service is doing the right thing for the right reason. Basic text. The spiritual core of our disease is self-centeredness. In dealing with others, the only motive our addiction taught us was selfishness. We wanted what we wanted when we wanted it. Obsession with self was rooted in the very ground of our lives. In recovery, how do we root self-obsession out? We reverse the effects of our disease by applying a very few simple spiritual principles. To counteract the self-centeredness of our addiction, we learn to apply the principles of goodwill. Rather than seeking to serve only ourselves, we begin serving others. Rather than thinking only about what we can get out of a situation, we learn to think first of the welfare of others. When faced with a moral choice, we learn to stop, recall spiritual principles, and act appropriately. As we begin doing the right thing for the right reason, We can detect a change in ourselves. Where once we were ruled by self-will, now we are guided by our goodwill for others. The chronic self-centeredness of addiction is losing its hold on us. We are learning to practice these principles in all our affairs. We are living in our recovery, not in our disease. Just for today, wherever I am, whatever I do, I will seek to serve others, not just myself. When faced with a dilemma, I will try to do the right thing for the right reason. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Pete H. Hey, Pete, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Yeah, thanks for asking me, uh, Douglas. Yep, I'm glad you can make it, bro. So can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yes, I can. My clean date is October 21st, 96. And my home group is the Wednesday night uh, aptly named Restoration to Hope Meeting, which of course now is on Zoom. Yeah, fabulous. And that and is in, sorry, yeah, that's in Gloucester, which is in the UK. Right. Welcome. Welcome across the pond, right? All right. Welcome, Pete. So, Pete, can you share on the Just for Today Goodwill? Yeah, I do my very best, uh, Douglas. So, yeah, so. Yes, I got to just share really my experience. It's really good in theory. It sounds really good on paper, but it's not that easy to always carry out in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the goodwill in service for me in early days was more about me trying to look good than um, that had any concept of goodwill or doing, as it says here, do the right thing for the right reason. There's a lot of wriggle room in that because what I believe to be the right thing and for the right reason may not really suit the, the group or the service committee you're serving on, you know. 
Mm -hmm. It took me a lot of years to understand that, you know, and I'm still, I still fight with it today sometimes, is just being quiet and, and, and allowing the group conscience, even though I might not agree with it, you know, if everyone else does, then really, why am I going to, you know, negate something um, just because I don't think it's right or I don't think it'll work, you know? And um, one of the di most difficult things I've ever had to try and do, and I say try, you know, I think, I think it's only fair to give you a disclaimer, really, and say that anything I may say that sounds good, I can't do all the time. You know, I can't, occasionally I can do the things, you know, but I can't do them all the time. That, that I've proved to myself many times. But yeah, so serving on different service committees, I love service. I really do. I think it's really important. I don't think I would get to this sort of clean date now if I hadn't done service. No question about that. My mm -hmm. favourite type of service is really always being conventions because um, I love to do that sort of celebration and recovery thing. Another thing that I've done a lot of is merchandise and tend to, obviously there are no conventions really at the moment. Um, so I tend to focus on merchandise now. Um, but yeah, it's right through the years. Yeah, we did everything for the right reasons, hopefully, you know, to give, us a, give you a bit of background of my experience. Um, in our, our current area, which is we call the free counties of Narcotics Anonymous in England, we were part of a bigger area, which was Bristol in the southwest of Wales and everything. So it's quite a huge area. And we were traveling an hour to the ASCs, uh, spending the, the day there, then having some treat, then coming back. So eventually, when we, we as an area had seven meetings in a week, so a meeting every day. So we felt that, you know, now we can offer people 1990. We have the right to sort of call ourselves, um, you know, we've got a solution in this area. So everybody decided to start our, you know, to start our own area uh, because all the time we were going over there, giving them the money, then asking for a little bit of the money back to, to carry the message in Gloucester because you know, the H&I that we were doing at the time wasn't really serviced by them because they said it's too far to come. So we started our own area. And um, when we had a group conscience, you know, that vote alone, it was unanimous apart from one voice. So, you know, out of about 20 people, one person was not completely against it, but not convinced for it. So we did that. And I remember some words a guy said to me, from the bigger area, Steve R, who's still clean to this day, he said, and what makes you think it's going to be any different? <laughs> so on occasion, he was right, but it was just about focusing our energy, time and resources in our location. So that's, that's how that happened. So, yeah, the other service I've done um, is conventions, you know, some of the, my favorite stuff that I did was like Barcelona convention. If you, any guys go to the conventions and when you register, if you say, is there any service that I can do, then you, you may get, you may get taken up on that. So my favorite service probably that I've ever done at a convention was a queue monitor. So in this, you know, I'm trying to look for things that 
best tipped by goodwill. You know, because the queues for merchandise at World Conventions are just right out the door and round the block sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. idea of a queue monitor is to um, to just apologise to people and, you know, say, look, I'm really sorry that there's a way we're doing our best and everything else um, to, to serve and get as many people in as possible. And, they, and I met some great people, you know, some of the finest service I did because... I was chatting to people from all over the world. They were really, you know, lovely and thanking me for my service. And, and it was it was fantastic. And so, <clears throat> although I've served on UK committees and all this sort of thing, regions and stuff like that, myself personally, with my personality type, I really find that difficult. And so I kind of avoid that a little bit today. I've done my bit, I feel. Um, but I, I find that difficult because... I like to, you know, I'm, I'm a sort of quite a practical person. If I get a problem, I just want to get a solution and fix it. Mm. Whereas I find difficult the long drawn out procedures that can take place in that type of service. And Pete, so, let me jump in on, let me jump in and, and dig into one area. You were talking about this, this perspective change that goes from, hey, you know, what, what's the most important thing? What would benefit self? And then that transition to say, okay, look, what, what's the action items that could benefit the group or the greater whole, you know, the greater good. And could you, could you speak to that? Like, when did that transition, when did you start to embrace that perspective of saying, Hey, look, you know, it might not be, um, you know, just about what Pete wants, what Pete wants it, you know, let me, let me start looking at it from, okay, what's going to, what's going to be like in the goodwill perspective, what's going to be best for the, for the greater whole. Could, could you speak to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I probably waffled on a bit there. But yeah, that was big. It was massive, really, for me personally, because I went to these first day of season everything where everyone was baying for attention, really. That's what I see it as now, you know, and I've had to accept in my step work that I am an attention seeker. That's kind of half of it, you know, if not all of it. And um, But what I did was, through my experience, through, through really bumping into World Service members at conventions when we were doing a European, they turned up and they said, well, how can we serve? How can we help? And then we were, I was like, yeah, ahead of time. What do you mean? I can? They said, well, what do you need? What, what, what can we give you? How can we help you? And because I kind of, all the people I, the further up, if you want to call it up, the sort of NA service chain you go, a little bit stricter and stricter and stricter and stricter. That was my experience. And then these guys turned up and said, oh no, we're just here to serve. How can we? And I was like blown away. And for the first time, really, I thought, wow, these guys are not like anyone else I've ever met, really. They they thought, and it opened it up to me to and you know, talking with my sponsor who, you know, after 10 years, shouldn't really be a sponsor, it should be a best mate, really. Um, about, you know, instead of going to a place and say, oh, I like doing that, I'm going to do that piece of service. I would then go to a service committee and say, where do you need me to serve? That's good. So rather than saying, oh, I love doing this, I I say, where's the gaps? Where's your problems? You know, what, what can I fill in for you? Who can't you get? What post can't you fill? And Although, you know, and that's what you were talking about, really, Douglas, setting aside yourself and say what, what needs to be done and then doing it. 
uh, and that that works with me because like i said earlier i'm a little bit practical um uh, you know in, in my job people will say go away we haven't got any problems we'll call you if we've got any because i'll, I'll go and look for it when there isn't any so so yeah that that really was a massive shift and and although sometimes i've got to be honest you know depending on on what mood i'm in or you know how much money i've got or how much sex i've had lately um which all affect my moods is like i well like you know say oh yeah we need a secretary i was like oh i hate it <laughs> i really hate taking minutes and that sort of thing and typing things up and all so i go okay thanks for that you know we go away thinking shit i was glad about that but essentially you know after you know get over yourself as people have said to me once or twice you know you do feel good and at the end of the event you think yeah, yeah i just did what what was needed to be done you know and there's a different sensation a different feeling a different uh, view you will have if you're anything like me of your self-esteem if you do things like that you know um very early days i was taught just for today's to do something for somebody else mm-hmm. and not telling them not saying oh i did that for you Right. Just do, you know, like yeah. if there's two cups of coffee um, for whoever you're serving coffee for, if you give them the best cup, not keep it for yourself, you know, you don't say anything, but you just do things like that. So that was where the seed was sown. You know, if there's two cakes, one's better than the other, you give the other person the best one, you know, which was really alien to me in the early days. I was like, well, what? yeah right you know if there if there's two it's it's not even a question of thinking like you know like they're both mine right <laughs> yeah like, like that's it yeah yeah, no, so man, I came, so I, <laughs> yeah i mean i came from a background of you cut it and then i'll decide you know what i mean so you know we're splitting it up a little seven seven split and i said well you, you cut it then i'll choose because mm-hmm. the choice is everything isn't it? <laughs> Hey, Pete, that's that's good stuff, man. So, Pete, let me ask you this. Um, uh, in 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 two, I want to make a comment on something that you talked about about that not being perfect. You know, that perspective of like, look, the, this goodwill, uh, and I think I think it's so important for us to embrace that. Is like when when we're trying to to be healthy and we're trying to to walk out in this goodwill, um, like the 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 expectation cannot be. I'm going to do this 100% of the time in all situations and stuff like that. Because then what happens is the moment that we, we act out on our humanness, right. And and we fall short, we could be like, Oh, you know what? Fuck it. And then boom off the deep end. Right. Well, so yeah, those, those, um, you know, uh, disappointment is born of expectation in my experience. And it took me a while to get that, but I did pick that up from, people that know better than me along the way, you know, if you expect to have a, you know, I'll go to that meeting, it's always good. Then you go there and it's not. I'll go to that meeting, it's, I'll go to that meeting, but it's, it's rubbish. And then it's a good meeting. So expectation is the mother of all discontent in my experience. So yeah, you, you can, I did that. Don't get me wrong. I did that and suffered all the consequences, you know, I'm going to do this. And then everyone's going to think I'm mad. And they do this and everyone don't think that. They think, well, what, what did I bother doing that then? You know, so yeah, I, I only learned through pain that 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 is definitely the case. But you know, when you're doing goodwill for me, is doing the service because it needs to be done. 
it's not because, you know, oh, if I do this, I do that. That's why if you're following, you know, the service guidelines properly, people on committees do not share at conventions. Full stop. No excuses. No, I don't care what clean time birthday he's got. He's on the committee, you don't share. So it doesn't become an old pals thing, do you know what I mean? You gotta you gotta work hard to find people to share for no particular reason that they share, or there's no you know attachment of service to that. You know, um, and for me with conventions, everyone who serves on the committee pays. You don't serve on a committee and, and, and like then not pay the entrance. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like that's uh, you know those things were hard for me to get in initially. You know, I thought, well, well, I'm doing all this work. Why can't I get in for nothing? You know what I mean? So then you know the, the, the selfless service. That's good, bro. So, so Pete, let me ask you this, um, and thank you for your transparency, man. And 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 I'd like to ask all the guests who come on this one final question with with the experience that you have now with twenty four birthday cakes and 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 everything you've learned along the journey. Um, if you could sit down with Pete H with one day clean or one week clean, um, could you share with us what you would say to him? Yeah, brace for impact. <laughs> Uh, I, I really got no specialist um, thing, really. You know, it, it's been all been done for me. Keep coming back, um, but really brace for impact because, or I don't know if I need any. I mean, my sponsor, I used to complain to my sponsor because he never dictated anything to me. And he turned around and said, well, I never needed to because you did it. I mean, yeah, I've earned every single second of my clean time and sometimes recovery. But I, I don't know what I'd say to that guy, really. What, what do I say to that guy? Yeah, I'd just say, um, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a ride, brace for impact. That's it, really. I'm afraid. Sorry, I didn't didn't see that coming. But, but yeah. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.